We hold these truths to be self-evident. If our enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth episode 4. Today is September 1st, 2021. There is a uh, quite a bit going on in the world, not just in America, but in the world as in general. I actually have quite a few stuff to speak about today, which I'm kind of excited to get into this episode. Not because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about, but because we're going to shed some light on some stuff that is not too great. I don't know if you guys know what's going on in- entirely, um, so that's what I'm here for. I'm here to to look through the look through the fucking political mess that 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 is America as of as of right now. Lucky me. I do actually enjoy doing this, so we're just, I'm just just making a little bit of a joke there. I will say that we have a uh, the YouTube videos of this will be going up here next week. Not this episode. This this episode would not be filmed, but starting next week, hopefully I'll have the studio set up and ready. I got a lot of stuff coming in, and then you guys can actually watch this on YouTube if you would like. But most of you guys will be listening on your way to work, on your way home, whatever it is. Hope you guys do enjoy it. Let's uh, let's hop into it because we got a whole bunch of stuff to actually sift through. I got an entire page. I am taking notes. Yes, me. Didn't finish high school. I'm finna take. I'm, I'm taking notes though. Teaching myself. This is this is gonna be a good one. I'm telling you guys right now. Got a giant page full here. All right, out the gate. Our favorite, the Queen of America, Nancy Pelosi. Ooh. I know that name will give some of you guys a little bit of chills up your spine. Will make your hair crawl. But this one's gonna make it even worse for you guys who already weren't a giant fan of her. I've got something even better for you. Pelosi blocks the names of all the service members who were killed from being read. Yes, that is right. That, that really, that ha- I'm going to try not to curse. That I'm going to do what I can not to curse, but that really happened. A day after U.S. officially pulled out of Afghanistan and less than a week after suicide bomber killed 13 U.S. members, Carl Jimenez tweeted that Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, has blocked the names of those dead servicemen and women from being read on the floor of the House of Representatives. Let that sink in. How much shit did she do for George Floyd? I get it. George Floyd should have been killed. What happened was bad there. But in the end, he was on drugs. He was actually somewhat of a criminal, but he didn't that what what had happened what shouldn't have happened. I get it. But 13 men and women just died. She is blocking their names from being read on the House of Representatives floor. And a lot of people might actually look at me as being some sort of conspiracy theorist or, or right-wing extremist or some crazy wacko. I'm really not. I'm telling you guys, I'm just trying to see through the bullshit. And if you look at what actually just happened, she's blocking the names of U.S. service members who serve this country from being read on the floor of the House of Representatives. She's blocking them. When six or seven months ago, eight months ago, whenever that was, they were screaming from the rooftops. She was literally dressed, dress, she dressed up kneel down. I mean, hell, she was probably in, in on the burning of the American flag. Like let that sink in this lady. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and continue to read just so you guys have an understanding. This is not my opinion. This is literally, I'm reading this directly offline right now. I'm reading exactly what's going on. And these are from, this is from credible people clearly, because this is, these people were voted in. I mean, take that with a grain of salt if you'd like. It says we gaveled in, had a prayer, said the Pledge of Allegiance, took a moment of silence with a pretty much all Republican veterans, 
then asked to be recognized to read the names and bring up Afghanistan legislation. They did not acknowledge us and they just closed the house down. This, this is what I'm talking about. Everything is so one-sided. If it does not meet the agenda of one political party, they do not do it. Now, when it comes to service member dying, men and women dying, they should not even have a political agenda fucking attached to it. You should just grieve, say, say thank you for all they're done. Because, I mean, in, in all honesty, what the 13 um, individuals who just died a week or so ago, they have done more than Nancy Pelosi has done her entire fucking life. Let that, like, they gave up their life so then she can not allow people to say they're fucking, like, let, God, that kind of stuff makes me irritated. So, thought I would say it. And uh, there's actually another gentleman who is another combat veteran, uh, Greg. I'm going to jack up your name, Greg. Greg Stube. Don't know. I'm sorry. He also expressed his disgust with Pelosi for refusing to let him and his Republican colleagues read the names. House Democrats just refused to recognize Republican veterans on the House floor to read the names of our fallen service members in Afghanistan. That's how far our nation has fallen. I am right there with you, buddy. So I know that we started this thing off with something that shouldn't shock some of you guys and gals who are driving to work or doing whatever you're doing right now as you listen to this. But you know that Mrs. Pelosi or Speaker Pelosi is this, she is not a good person. She really isn't. You, you know, there's not a person that come forth and could tell me that and give me one good thing that she's actually done for America or just for humankind and in general. She's not really like, what has she actually done at all that's benefited America? One bit other than take our tax dollars. And what, what, what was that video last year or during the coronavirus sitting in front of her super expensive? Okay. Like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go and just move on from there. We're going to, we're going to move on from that. Like I said, take everything you say with either's parties with a grain of salt. So on the right side, they were screaming from the rooftops that service member dogs or service dogs were left overseas, working dogs. And uh, it came out that they weren't. So this actually came from the Military Times. It says, no, the military did not leave its working dogs behind, says the DOD. It actually came out the Pentagon, said it. Uh, the Pentagon is pushing back after a widely circulated photo of caged dogs in an aircraft hangar at Hamid Karzai International Airport led to social media purveyors to believe that the U.S. left behind military working dogs. That did not happen. So what it actually was, was, there were photos that were circulating online were actually animals that were under the care of the Kabul Small Animal Rescue. Despite an ongoing, complicated, and dangerous retrograde mission, U.S. forces went to great lengths to assist the Kabul Small Animal Rescue as much as possible. Now, I do kind of, I'm going to be honest with you, I do believe this, because like I said, and you guys do know, I brought a dog back from Afghanistan, and he's literally named Musa. It was named after Musa Khan, which was one of the villages that we ended up taking over and clearing for civilians to move back in. It was Musa, I believe actually means Moses. Anyway, but there you go. So all you guys that were screaming from the rooftops, it's actually not military working dogs. I know I saw Donald Trump Jr. posting about it, but that's why I said, take everything you see with a grain of salt, do a little bit of research. You might actually find out that, well, that wasn't correct. But here we go. Here I do like to hear this. Pakistan actually, uh, the Pakistan government kills 11 Islamic State militants in a raid. I'm all about that. Here we go. So here's some good good news. We got Pakistan who uh, decided to do a little bit of a raid of their own. The Pakistan's counterterrorism units raided a hideout of the Islamic group in the restive southwestern Bolkistan province. Sorry, I'm going to almost jack that entire phrase up. It's a really tongue twister there. Before dawn on Tuesday, setting off a shootout that killed 11 militants. I love it. I like it. Keep doing it. The units acted on intelligence, carried out the raid district, of Mastung, where ISIS militants had recently killed two police officers. The police said they had suicide belts, hand grenades, assault rifles uh, that were all confiscated within the raid, which I'm telling you guys, this is also going to happen more and more on the Pakistan border. Hopefully they actually can 
You can do it before it bleeds into like India and more into Asia. I don't think it's actually going to go all the way into China because you already know China has decided to start working with the Taliban directly to make them an actual figure of the world, like their own state. Um, I know that Biden and their, their administration was also saying that they're holding something over their heads as in somehow they're going to allow the Taliban into the world trade. I don't exactly know what the Taliban would be trading with us other than opium. I know they have like, I'm going to say, quote unquote, 80% of the world's opium could be in Afghanistan, but I've been there. They have nothing really to offer other than minerals and opium. Two major things, but that's pretty much it. But I mean, I like this. I'm going to keep going. We got some other stuff. This is even more interesting. I mean, we, I've got a huge list of stuff, so we're going to be kind of just bumping through it. If you guys enjoy this stuff, you guys got to let me know on YouTube or send me a message on like something because I want to know. Are you guys enjoying this type of format? It's much different than what I normally hear in like Shapiro or anybody else because they generally just hit like three topics and then they hone in on those. I'm trying to hit like a ton and tell you guys a bunch of stuff that's going on. So if you guys like this kind of format, please let me know. Now, this one's kind of interesting. To me, this is interesting and it's kind of laughable at the same time. I just want to let that be known. Very laughable. Mexico is suing U.S. gun makers for thousands of guns trafficked across the border each year. Yes, you heard that correctly. Mexico is suing the United States gun makers, or excuse me, gun makers in the United States for thousands of guns, which are true. That is the most asinine shit I have ever heard in my entire life. I, I feel like I say that almost every single episode. I hear something that's asinine. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. But this is, this is great. So Mexico is going to want to sue us over the amount of guns that are coming across the border. <laughs> do, do they not understand what's coming across the border to us? Between the drugs, the heroin, the, 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 the human smuggling, like, are they, they're worried about guns? Guns? Really? Okay. According to Mexican officials, some half a million U.S. guns find their way to Mexico each year. The U.S. Department of Justice found that between 2014 and 2018, about 70% of firearms recovered in Mexico and submitted for tracing or, or originated north of the border. Yes, I'm sure they did come from America. That's not shocking to anybody. That really shouldn't be shocking to anybody. Then it says a river of guns. There's literally a river of heroin flowing out of Mexico into America, and they're going to try to sue us over guns? How about, how about you do this, Mexico? How about you just fucking get your government under... I can't even say this out loud, so I'm going to have to move on. I really can't. But they follow the lawsuit in Boston, by the way. I'm just, I, I, have, to, I have to move on because it's, it's super fucking goofy. It really is. But here's something else that was crazy. Oh, I can't, I'm still thinking about the Mexico thing. I'm sorry. It's probably not that funny to some of you guys, but if you, if you just think about it. So this shit right here that I'm about to tell you guys. This is probably one that none of y'all would have found. I, I had to actually dig a little deep to find this one. It's so wild that it should be a Netflix series. Like this is wild. And this happened like literally yesterday. Hostages were strapped to getaway cars as Robert's target banks in Brazil. They used humans strapped into the hood of cars or the roof of cars and use them as human shields. So the police or whatever would not shoot the cars. A gang of armed robbers in Brazil carried out a series of deadly bank heists using human shields strapped to their getaway cars on Monday. That is, to me, that is wild. In a bid to distract law enforcement, the robbers positioned bombs all over the city. One man was seriously injured when, when the device detonated, losing both his feet, according to police. They didn't just do that. They set IEDs off and bombs in the city. Three people died in the incident, two of them victims. One of a suspected robber, according to Sao Paulo military police, five others were injured and two suspects were apprehended and sent to jail. So this is what's also crazier. A squad of more than 380 police officers are now looking for more than a dozen suspects. 
They shut down an entire city. School classes were suspended all throughout the city, which has around 200,000 people that live in it. Apparently, they had inside information that one of the banks had a large sum of money, so they went in and decided to do this during that day. See, this is what I'm talking about. This should be a Netflix series, and I'm sure it will be at some point. There was more than 20 heavily armed men that carried out the attack, adding drones that were used by the robbers to monitor the streets as they entered the city and escaped. They literally took this thing from a, a, a Netflix series. I can just, you know, I'm envisioning it right now. This, this will be a Netflix series. This actually happened. It's not a good thing because people have died, and they have apprehended some. But I'm telling you guys right now, this is wild, and it actually happened. So I had to bring it up. I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, we have to actually talk about that because that is fucking crazy. So it happened. Anyway, move on on. We got a bunch of shit to go through. This one's a little different. I know that we're probably going to bring up uh, COVID-19 stuff every once in a while. And here we go again, because it's something we live with every single day. But in Australia, uh, the Australian state of Victoria, uh, COVID-19 cases rise despite a lengthy lockdown. Somewhat confusing, isn't it? And this goes back to why I don't really believe in lockdowns in the first place. They don't really... I, I, I don't know how they really do anything. I, I, I believe in herd immunity myself. Like I, I keep telling you guys, I did get vaccinated because I want to travel. I do not think that the vaccine's scary. And I was asked actually multiple times in DMs. I scrolled through. There was a lot of y'all that asked after this episode or yesterday's episode. I have the Moderna. I've got the twos. Got the stab twice. Doesn't, didn't really scare me. Anyway. The Australian state of Victoria has extended its lockdown for another three weeks after tough restrictions failed to lower the number of daily new coronavirus cases. That's why I brought this one up. This is how you can, you can tell that how do lockdowns work? And yet during a lockdown, they had to extend a lockdown for another three weeks because cases still rose. I'm just against lockdowns in general because I, I want less government inside of my life, not more. And I kind of feel bad for y'all in Australia, even though I do know that you guys are pretty much free there as well. But if you guys haven't seen, there's a ton of riots going on in France or Australia or Europe. That's not just me saying it. You can literally type it in online and you'll see all these videos. Well, anyway, there we go. We're going to move on from that one. Uh, this one's kind of entertaining as well. This is another one of those things where I don't really understand. And I believe that uh, screaming, screaming loud from, from, from the left about this kind of shit is just kind of Somewhat just annoying, and I think they don't have a lot going on in their life, so they have to complain about something, and this, is, this was one of them, apparently, during the time. Uh, I don't, you guys know Aunt Jemima was racist. A lot of you guys do know this. Everybody is racist. If you're not on the left, and you're not screaming from the rooftops about BLM or something else, you're a racist asshole. That's pretty much what they think. So this morning, I was actually looking at uh, the stock market. I was trying to find some stuff, really, to see what, what was going to happen today. And pre-market trading doesn't really tell you much, but everything was green. Good. That's, I mean, if you're in the stock market, you want everything to be green. No one wants to be red. But something popped up, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, so much so that I would like to mention it here on this. this I mean, it's, it's something you guys are probably used to. So if you guys did not know this, Aunt Jemima is racist as shit. Okay, just throwing it out there. Super racist. Don't know why, but it is. But anyway, Pearl Milling Company's new ad reminds customers to be used. It used to be Aunt Jemima without mentioning its racist brand. So I was like, what the fuck is this thing talking about? So I decided to do a little research. First thing I clicked on was another article. Um, anyway, this is what it says. The mascots were intended to let white consumers indulge in a fantasy of enslaved people as submissive. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I was like, okay. So I look at an Aunt Jemima box and I think of this. That is not exactly what I think of. I think of 
man, that lady can make some damn pancakes. Let me get, let me, I'm going to buy that box. Those are some damn good pancakes within that box. That's, I don't think, oh man, look at that black lady on the box. I wish she was a slave. That's literally what this is saying. Watch, I'll, I'll keep reading. This is pretty, pretty fucking asinine. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, and Rassus, the cream of wheat man. Okay, so there you go. There's another super racist box. We're actually meant to be stand-ins for what white people viewed as a generation of formerly enslaved black cooks now lost to them. The reason why this is asinine, it's 2021. Everything within this article is stated from 1923, 1910. It's, it's literally from way, way long ago. To me, I don't, I don't think anybody nowadays, my daughter doesn't look in an Aunt Jemima box and think, man, I wish she was a slave. This, is, this all goes back to political agendas on either side. And I, I really don't understand why a company would cower down to this. But if you guys don't know, this is owned by PepsiCo. So uh, it's, it's just so goofy. Anyway, apparently their new ad features a smiling black family enjoying Pearl Miller Company's pancakes and syrup around the breakfast table. This is, to me, it's, it's fucking, it's so goofy. So they removed the black lady off the box because it's racist. Change the name to the name of the company, which Pearl Milling, great for you. And then they have a ad showing black people eating pancakes that used to have a picture of a black lady on it. It's the, to me, it makes no, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't think America's as racist as they try to paint the picture of it being. That's all I'm saying. That's all I wanted to say. I've always wanted to say it. And now that I have this, this, this outlet to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. And I know a lot of people that are in my position on YouTube that have millions of followers, they're too scared to say it because, like I said in the previous episode, they don't want to lose their T-shirt sales. But I don't care. I mean, fuck, I'm just trying to be honest. Literally being honest. Everything is just my opinion, of course. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? But just trying to be as honest as I can be. Oh, now we're going to get into the more serious stuff. Uh, but before we do that, you know, let's talk about, told you guys I want to find some Twitter or uh, or Facebook bullshit of the day, and we got it. Here we go. Hit hit it. Oh, if you guys did not know, Facebook disabled the account of Shauna Chappelle, the mother of slain Marine Kareem Nikui, which I'm sorry if I really butchered the last name. Uh, I, I'm Nikui. Sorry if I did. Who was killed in Kabul? This is what she had to say to Biden earlier. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I'm going to let you guys right now. It's really long, and she doesn't really like Biden that much. And Facebook decided that uh, they were going to disable her entire account over this. Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is another reason why this podcast needed to happen. There's, they're shutting down. The right of free speech is being shut down. And thank God we actually got approved to, to host this and do this. And if you guys do not know, when I do start making the videos on YouTube, I will be hosting it on my, my make account. So hopefully it does not ding me too bad, but just want to let you guys know there's a Twitter shit of the day. Facebook dinged a uh, fallen Marines mother's account for speaking out against Biden. So there you go. And here's now we got a big, 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 long list of stuff still to go through. I hope you guys got time left because this, this is when it gets circuits and real crazy. So if you guys do know over the weekend, I say over the weekend, a couple days ago, I, I guess it would be over the weekend. So Saki, you guys know who she is. She's not the most intelligent lady. Um, she's, she's much more intelligent than I, I guess, but I don't think she's great at her job. I'm glad she stopped saying circle back. At least she doesn't deny that Biden looked at his watch during the ceremony for 13 service members killed in Kabul, which she also follows it up by saying Biden was deeply impacted by the family members of the killed service members. There's, there's multiple articles online also about um, what happened when Biden met with the families. There was a couple, well, I say there was a couple, there was a, there was a mother that was speaking out about it. 
seeing that Biden rolled his eyes. A lot of that stuff I'm not going to read on here. Take with a grain of salt because I don't know exactly what happened. She could have perceived it that way. I have no idea. But that was also one of the things that was was talked about that he rolled his eyes when she was speaking to him, which I'm not going to say didn't happen because it probably did happen. Who, who, I don't know. But that is one thing that did come out. Some of the Gold Star families have criticized the president's conduct at the dignified transfer. There was a father, one Marine, who said the president shouldn't be checking his watch every time a flag-draped casket came by the plane. And a sister of another Marine said it felt like the fake and scripted apology, which I will say this right now, 100% it was scripted. Like We all know it was scripted. Someone wrote that shit for him. He has he goes up there and he's basically a puppet at this point in his life. He has no idea really what's going on and he's just reading shit that is in front of him. So that was scripted, yes. 100% scripted. And this this is the this is the shit that should infuriate everybody. I don't care if you're left, right, or in the middle. But when she's asked a question that says, "Was the president looking at his watch, and does he have a message for those people who felt that they were offended?" This is how she responds. Saki did not answer the question about the watch, and instead offered a condolences to the families on behalf of Biden. Doesn't answer. She skips over the main portion that people want to know about. We get it. You're gonna say you're so sorry for the loss of their families. Because that's what you're supposed to do. That is a human thing to do. That is what you need to do as a leader of the country. When I see shit like this, it just, it just really, yeah, it just, it, it bothers me a little bit because you see them screaming for six months about BLM and everything that goes on. And then this, the, the thing that goes on with these, these, these service members and women, the, the, them dying, it will only be in the news for two days, which is another thing I want to bring up. When you look at both sides, when you look at either, I'm just going to use two for instance, when you look at Fox News and or CNN, there are always a political agenda attached to every single thing you see. And right now on Fox News, they're very uh, right-sided, pro-military, pro-everything that has to do with freedom and, and cops and stuff like that. So on their website, the big things are what is going on in Afghanistan, okay? That makes sense. That's good stuff to talk about. When you go over to CNN, they don't talk about their, their big headlines. Not, not a single one of them is, has anything to do with with Afghanistan or what's going on. It literally is Texas bans most abortions. Um, then it goes on to talk about the January 6th committee. And then it goes on to talk about crisis over in California with uh, wildfires. So every single one of those has a political agenda behind it. Abortions, we all know that the left is all about uh, women's rights and abortions. Not saying women's rights in general, but just abortions. Because if they cared about women's rights, they'd be trying to free everybody in Afghanistan, women-wise. By the way, that's one thing no one talks about. Number two, January 6th committee. Why aren't they talking about Afghanistan right now? They're talking about something that, which is wild. And then wildfires are going to talk about global warming and their bills to get shit passed for their Green New Deal. Like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. When you look at these things, you always have to take it with a grain of salt. It's just, it's somewhat infuriating, but we'll go ahead and move on. Did you guys know that um, Taliban holds uh, wake funerals or fake funerals? Did you guys know that? This is, this is a pretty, this is pretty cool. <clears throat> So we'll go ahead and move on. And if you guys did not know, Taliban is actually holding mock funerals with coffins draped with American flags as of right now. And if you guys did not know that, yes, that is happening. I'm sure some of you guys have seen the videos. There's literally coffins with NATO flags, American flags, French flags, British flags, coffins draped, giant crowds screaming, chanting, holding these coffins with these flags draped on them. Yes, that is, that is real. That's actually happening. Which makes it even more disturbing is the fact that the current administration has asked the Taliban to help uh, the current the, the Americans that are living there get back and get actually freedom of movement to more they can actually make it back to America, and they actually have these giant crowds with American flags draped over caskets, like mocking the deaths. Like 
if you guys can't see through this shit, I shouldn't have be the one to even pull this stuff or pull it out and show it to you. It, it should be plain as day written on the wall. This is so easy to see. And this is where I go to ask, and I've been doing a little bit of research on this, is, is what is currently happening, is that actually an impeachable event? I know this is actually going to continue to happen because I, I have read a few articles on it, and I know that we, we heard a ton about Trump getting impeached. He actually did get impeached twice or tried to be impeached twice. It just failed. But this, this is also going to happen. Are they always just going to throw around impeachment when something stupid happens? that a president does is that is that going to be like the the fallback thing now is what he's doing here is that impeachable because he blatantly lied to america i have no idea i really don't i mean we're gonna we're gonna find out it'll never pass it'll get shut down now come 2022 when everything gets shifted around it'll probably become full republican then yeah he probably would and he probably would have to lawyer up to be honest with you but i don't i don't exactly know there's political reports today that house republicans are being bombarded with calls from gop voters to impeach the president following the chaotic end of the war in afghanistan do i think that's a thing that could happen yeah i don't see why not we're going to see how this plays out it goes back to a few separate things that he did say um if you guys did not know this remember he did say he was going to stay there until he got every single american out and it clearly came out they even said it in a press conference that they did not get every single American out. So, I mean, he blatantly lied right there, left people behind. And in doing so, he actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is pretty fucked up. A pregnant U.S. woman was kicked in the stomach by Taliban, and she goes into hiding as several hundred Americans are stuck in Afghanistan. This is, I'm reading this directly from here. Uh, it even shows her picture, which is, which is just... The lady's name is Narissa. She was kicked in the stomach by the Taliban because she was pregnant. She's American, and she's literally left there stranded. So, can you? I mean, this is this literally. This is true. This is literally true. And this is even crazier. Is that she's from California? So you have a California representative literally saying, "We've agreed that she's going to stay in a sheltered place, hiding her identity, and hoping that her friends will continue to bring her food and keep her secret until we, frankly, can come up with something new." And it says that this, this lady who was kicked in the stomach, who was also pregnant, says that she tried to get in the airport multiple times, but was denied. It's just fucking sickening. They left, like, you, you can't say that you're going to stay there until no American is left behind and then leave Americans who are now scared for their fucking life. Like, you can't, like, how is that? I don't know. I don't know. And it, it goes on even more. I mean, this, by the way, salon.com. I don't know what the hell that is, but it's super, super left. Republicans plot to impeach Joe Biden is not about Afghanistan. It's payback for Trump. I don't know how that is a thing. I go through and read this and it's just, if you're a little bit right, right-sided, it's going to make you mad because you read through some of the shit and you're like, yeah, but I mean, you guys were trying to impeach him over a phone call. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, why, why wouldn't Republicans want to try to impeach Biden over trying to, or, or excuse me, lying to the American people saying that they're not, they're not going to, he's not going to leave them stranded. And then he leaves them stranded. And then he also, because of his incompetency, he also has more Americans killed. That's to me, that's just sure. Why isn't that an impeachable offense if a phone call is, man, you got, I mean, there's even more coming out. I'm just sitting here just sifting through the same article. The Sacramento Bee has just reported that there's at least two dozen students enrolled in the San Juan Unified school districts in the state of California are stranded somewhere in Afghanistan and uncertain where they are and how they're going to get home. Oh, man. I, I, I would assume over the next week or so, there's going to be more that's going to come out. And, and it's just, it, just, it just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good for Americans. And this is what's even crazier is Biden is to meet with Ukraine. Zelensky's at the White House. It's just, that, is, that is the most... And you guys even know what it's about? You guys want to know what it's about? This this is this is what the this is it's ironic is what it is is he's meeting with Zelensky okay Vladimir Zelensky at the White House on Wednesday which I guess which is is that today that is today today 
A visit that is expected to build and amplify the bilateral relationship and to underscore the United States' ironclad commitment to Ukraine's security and sovereignty. Oh my God. The irony within that statement to me is fucking wild. So Biden is going to discuss in a ways which U.S. could continue to provide security assistance to Ukraine, which is really crazy to me because we just pulled out of Afghanistan and left them high and dry. But he is noting that U.S. will also provide new provide a new $60 million security system package for Ukraine that will include additional javelin and IRR systems and defensive lethal and non-lethal capabilities. So you're telling me that Biden's going to go into a meeting with Zelensky and promise them aid and to help them secure their country and whatnot. And yet he just left Afghanistan high and dry. Who the, that's not, who's going to believe that? I, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that one, but I will say though, there's something good that's going on in, in the Pangier Valley. I told you guys about this a couple couple of episodes ago. The Pangier Valley is the only, it's about, a, I think it's about an hour's drive north of Kabul. They've been having little little firefights uh, with, the Taliban has been trying to come in and and do little, uh, I guess you would say, what, what would I want to call them? Um, they're testing their security or testing them in general. They're just kind of probing them is what, what we call it, or probing them. We got probed a lot uh, when we first moved into an area. We got probed a lot, especially on the Pakistan border. They probed us like two or three times a day. Now, that sounds terrible saying probing, but anyway, they, uh, they killed seven Taliban fighters in the resistance, which is awesome. I think that's great. Uh, it's probably going to take a bit more than seven since there's about 60, 70, 80,000 Taliban members, which is kind of wild. I know that, that they were touting that there was 300,000 Afghan fighters that fought for the country that the Taliban took and literally just made them look like depleted they depleted the entire afghan army which was 300,000 people with 80,000 but there was actually no fight but these guys in the panjir valley have testicle fortitude to hold their ground and make sure that hopefully hopefully they get some assistance i don't i highly doubt that's going to happen because the thing is what you guys may not know inside of iraq we actually are fighting alongside the kurds we have like 5,000 troops inside of iraq right now fighting with the kurds to keep isis down okay which is which is good. The Kurds and the, the the people in Panjir Valley, you can you can make them pretty much the same. So why wouldn't we do the same inside Afghanistan? It's the same thing. You're just trying to keep a very 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 extremist group very minimal as you possibly can, and that's what they're going to try to do. But I don't know if they're going to be able to hold them off for very long. Which I, I mean, I can talk. I mean, the, the the impeachment thing keeps coming up more and more and more as I sit here and si- sift through it. I mean, you got Miller joins call for Biden's impeachment. President Joe Biden has shown a reckless disregard for safety and security of our troops stationed overseas and America here at home. Congress must act to begin immediate impeachment hearings to hold the president responsible for the decisions he made that cost the service members their lives. Yes, that is true. I don't know if it's an impeachable offense. I have no idea. I, I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't know the exact laws behind this, but someone needs to be hold, held accountable. Like I've already said that before. Dan Crenshaw also says that he, he is going to make sure that people are held accountable. I was listening to him this morning. Um, and there's a lot of people that have the answer is, is exactly what he has. He said he's going to figure out the State Department has a lot to answer for. It's exactly what he said. This is the direct quote from uh, Crenshaw himself. I think if there's blame to go around, it's that maybe the generals didn't stand up enough to Joe Biden. Well, why didn't they resign in protest? That's a re- reasonable criticism. You guys don't know Crenshaw is pretty much a badass. He served in Afghanistan in 2012, lost his eye. He and him were there at the exact same time. Oddly enough, we have the exact same, we have a couple of the same friends who were killed. All the, I mean, very small world. So if you guys didn't know, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Biden also said that um, Al-Qaeda was gone from Afghanistan, which this is, this is not me. I'm not making anything up. This is 
literally fact checkers. Yeah. Real fact checker that CNN did this. Not me. Okay. I'm going to read this verbatim. I want you guys to take this. And just, just soak it up. All right. Take it in. Biden has correctly said in previous. <clears throat> Biden has Biden has correctly said in previous prepared remarks, including a speech on Monday that Al Qaeda has been degraded in Afghanistan. The terror group is widely viewed as having been sus- substantially weakened by the 20 year U S led war. But Biden clearly went too far on Friday when he said, while offering impromptu answers qu- reporters' questions, that the group does not exist in Afghanistan at all. He's talking about Al-Qaeda. He literally says that. The group does not exist in Afghanistan at all. And I'm bringing this up because this is a pretty big deal. Did you guys know? Bin Laden's Al-Qaeda security chief is back in Afghanistan. When the president of the United States literally just said that Al-Qaeda does not exist in Afghanistan at all. A senior Al-Qaeda commander who was Osama bin Laden's security chief was apparently returned to Afghanistan after two decades of living in Pakistan. Yes, that is true. I'm going to jack up the shithead's name, but his name is Amin Uhakav. Arrived back in his hometown in Nangarhar province, east of Kabul. Video shows a day before the U.S. withdrawal, the war-torn country was set to an end in less than... So pretty much he showed up a day before the U.S. left. Literally two days ago. Video circulating on Twitter appeared to show uh, he was being driven through a Taliban checkpoint and convoy of SUVs as small crowds gathered nearby. He was a leader of the of Bin Laden's so-called Black Guard when the terror leader was held up. He reportedly helped Bin Laden and others flee to Pakistan in December of 2001 when forces, U.S. forces were there hunting him down in wake of the 9-11 attacks. He fled to Pakistan several years later when U.S. forces targeted Tora Bora again in 2007. After initially being detained by Pakistani forces, he was released because Al-Qaeda connections couldn't be proven. President Biden had previously claimed that Al-Qaeda was gone from Afghanistan before Pentagon leaders quickly contradicted the commander-in-chief, which is so fucking, that's crazy to me. You literally have the commander-in-chief who's in charge of everything, is, is, doesn't even know what's going on in the place that he's trying to remove all the military from. <sighs> if, if you let that sink in, just, just for a second, as you're sitting there driving or doing whatever you're doing, taking a dump, I have no idea what you're doing as you're listening to this. If you're sitting on the toilet 40-something minutes into this thing, Props to you for not having a lot to do today. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. But if you let that sink in, that the Al-Qaeda commander or that was number two to Bin Laden is now sitting back in Afghanistan. I'm telling you guys, i say this over and over again. I'm probably not going to preach on it too much because you guys are going to hear me and get tired of it. Afghanistan will become the new hotbed for terrorism in the world. As it already was, but now, it's, now, now they're free. Now they're going to do whatever they want. The crazy thing is we left... Uh, Afghanistan 20 years later and armed the Taliban better than we had actually found it. And honestly, the way I look at it is we didn't actually lose the war. We gave up a strategic foothold in the country and we we really needed that one. We really needed to stay there and we really needed to actually just fucking do little DA missions. Just take off the shitheads. I know I kind of jumped around a little bit, but I want to tell you guys right now, Crenshaw, he says he's going to hold people accountable. What, what is going on? He also did state, which is kind of, he did state this publicly on TV. In the end, the Biden administration was told about the Taliban uh, would have control within two to six months. Yes, granted, it happened a lot faster than they thought, but I've told you guys this many times, they had the intel that it was going to happen. So if they knew it was going to happen, shouldn't they be held accountable for what had end up, what ended up did happening? Because if you see stuff deteriorating faster, you usually want to put a block to it. Say you have a cavity. What do you do with the cavity? You will get it filled so it doesn't rot out your entire mouth. You know what I mean? That, that's the best way to look at it. That's the best way I can put it in perspective for some of you guys. But I just want everybody to know out there, all the military veterans who do listen to this, we did not lose the war. I, we did not lose it. I, I hate I hate that people say that because it's going to jack up some, some men and women over there that, that fought in this thing. I read an article. There was one that already committed suicide because he couldn't get his interpreter out. He knew that his interpreter was going to get either raped, beheaded, and whatnot. Because that is what's going to happen to him. I, we did not lose the war. We lost a strategic foothold 
in the Middle East, which we should have never lost. The same thing with Iraq. Why don't we talk about that? Like I told you guys, we have a strategic foothold in Iraq. We have one, literally, I don't know if we really have a good one in Syria, but we need one in Syria. We don't have a giant one already. I mean, we're all over the country, or all over the world. Germany, Japan, Philippines, South America, Africa, everybody. And they're fighting Al-Shabaab in Africa right now. Why aren't we maintaining and fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan? The exact same thing. The exact same extremist type group. Not the exact same group, but they have the same, I would say, moral high ground. Like they have no, they, they literally, they're, they're walking around draping American flags on caskets the day that we leave. To me, that's enough for me to want to just, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'll never be president. I mean, who knows? Could be, but probably not. <laughs> I don't think I really checked the box of ever being president. I promise you that much. I, the last thing I'm going to touch on, I guess, because I didn't touch on it at all, and it, it's one of my things I did not check on, is the fact that Biden talks about this being an extraordinary success. I just want you guys to know, you guys and gals sitting at home, I know you've heard this many, many times. This is this is not a success. If he thinks it's a success, which he might actually think it's a success, which I feel bad for him if he does, that means he's not a very successful person in life, even though he is the president of the United States. I would hold myself, personally, if I was in his shoes, much to a much higher standard to even deem this as being a, success, a successful withdrawal or, or whatever you would like to call it. And this is not successful what, whatsoever. He says, no nation has ever done anything like this in history. He bragged. But yes, no nation has ever fucked up this bad either. Like, let that sink. Like, I get it. This is the first time you've ever done a drawdown. Like, this ain't Saigon or anything like that. You fucked up worse than that. And you're saying this is a tremendous success. To me... It is not. It is a slap in the face to the families of the 13 American service members and hundreds of civilians who died this last week of the Taliban as the Taliban led a suicide bomber through their checkpoints. Taliban led a suicide bomber through their checkpoints. Yes, I said that. And we cannot win a war because we're still going to be at war with ISIS and Taliban and whatnot. We cannot win a war by just dropping, dropping stuff from the sky, ordnance from, from we cannot, there's, there's absolutely no way we can actually win this war with not having boots on. There's no way to win it. They say we're going to win it by having drones in the sky and dropping bombs and whatnot. That is not going to happen. They'll just be better off. They'll just stop doing things through transporting vehicles. They'll just change their whole routes. They're, it's just not going to happen because there's always going to be civilian casualties. They'll always come into play and they'll be thinking about that so they won't be able to drop the ordinance. You send DA teams, it eliminates, yes, it may bring up the fact that they could have like U.S. casualties, but it eliminates a lot of the civilian like casualties that, that could happen. Like, so I'm going to end it on this. You cannot declare something was a, an extraordinary success and state earlier in the weeks prior, giving the hope to Americans and the people there that want to get out, that you will get them out and you will stay there, and then you cowardly turn your back and you leave. That is not a success. That is a, that is a disgrace. It's a, it's a it's a fucking disgrace. But I hope you guys did enjoy this. Hope you had something to to actually take from this. Hope you enjoyed this, and I'll see you guys tomorrow on another Speak the Truth. Hopefully, we have episode five, and it's a fucking it's a hope it's a tasty one for y'all. Have a good day.